0: It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie.
1: What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, back after last week's vacation, your weekly break. From all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Some housekeeping before we really get into things. The headliner for our second annual Laughs for Life show was announced this past weekend. That's going to be August the 1st at the Sanger Theater last year. If you remember, we had Frank Caliendo. Who's the headliner for this year? I put it on last week's episode, but I'm going to do it again. Listen for yourself. Hey, Hattiesburg, Bill Billingball here. Man, I'm looking forward to get back in there, seeing the home of Brett Favre, Letha's Barbecue, and the Southern Miss Golden Eagles on Tuesday, August 1st, as part of the Laughs for Life. We're going to have a great night, share a lot of laughs, and raise some money for two incredible organizations, the International Myeloma Foundation and Cure Childhood Cancer. Now, tickets go on sale Friday, May 19th at www.laughsforlife.com. That's www, the word laughs, the number four, and then the word life.com. August 1st, I'll see you at the Sanger. That was blue-collar comedy star Bill Ingvall going to be in Hattiesburg at the Sanger Theater on Tuesday, August the 1st. Tickets go on sale this Friday. So be sure to get your tickets if you're interested in that. Always a great time. That's our second time to do it. So always a great time. Yeah, it'll be always a great time with our second time having this last for life comedy show also this saturday night if you're in the jackson area i'm performing on heart of the city to audition showcase that's kevin Hart's show on comedy central they're having auditions they're going to take four comics from jackson this is going to be at the hideaway in jackson tickets are ten dollars i posted the ticket link at jamie net. joining me now in the studio Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. What's going on, man? To the top, buddy. How are you? Doing great.
2: You had a great time last night in Biloxi? I did. I'm still paying for it right now. Oh, Fantastic time, though. Awesome. And, and, and in fact, ran ran into a bunch of, um, well, of course, a bunch of Southern Miss fans, but also just ran into some To the Top Talk listeners. and you Backed and, up and
1: ran into them again.
2: Yeah, pretty much. All right. Super fun. Super fun, man. Had some Southern Miss
1: news happen this past week uh, while I was out. Former Golden Eagle wide receiver Michael Jackson was killed in a motorcycle accident this past Friday morning in Louisiana. If you recall, Michael spent time with the Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens. He led the NFL in TD receptions with 14 in 1996. He was 48 years old. One of my favorites growing up. Always enjoyed watching him, not only at Southern Miss, but when he got to the NFL. Uh, He was kind of in that transition where the Browns moved to Baltimore but a great guy, and, and and thoughts, prayers, and positive vibes go out to his family. Also, this past weekend, graduation. I got to give a shout out to two of the men that have been behind the mask for the past few years: Brad Penny and Jonathan Swally. Brad is a second-generation mascot. His dad was a mascot in the late '80s, early '90s, and uh, Jonathan's moving on to continue working in athletics as a marketing GA at Troy. So, to the top talk to the top to those two guys, not to the top talk. I'm not bringing him on. Sorry. <laughs> also, Jason Muns of the Hattiesburg American first reported that Doc Sadler's contract was not auto extended. It they had a, an auto extend thing going where if, if Doc was not told uh, at the end of the the year that it was being renewed, it was just auto renewed for another year. So that his current contract has three years on it. It will expire March 31st, 2020.
2: Are we gonna are we gonna make a run in basketball this year? Um. No. All right. Well, bro. not but you know, getting as far as Doc goes, I mean, everybody loves Doc. I mean, I love. I, you know, me and my wife, we go to all the games. We've been sitting in the same spot for years. You know, don't lose to carry and get housed by J State. That'll do it. That, that, that everybody knows the deck stacked against him a little bit. Everybody knows that we need some Reno to go on at, at Reed Green. Um, I'm not asking for the world. I am asking for middle of the row in the conference, and and don't lose to carry. Well, you, you, the mentality for that
1: job to be a head coach there, you just can't have any excuses. you got to come in, just balls to the wall, and, and, and get after it. I didn't, You guys got to talk about this last week. I didn't get to talk about it, but I'm super excited. Uh, the Southern Miss Equipment Twitter account announced this past week that the Golden Eagle football team will be wearing throwback jury, jerseys at some point this season. I think it's going to be for the North Texas game to honor the 1997 Conference USA team. So pretty excited about that. It sounds like Carr was pretty excited yeah, about Carr, that.
2: Yeah, Carr was pumped. And, and you know, if you listen to the episode, you know, Carr was also – well, he, he took the opportunity when that jersey was coming out to say that 97 team would kill the 2011 team. <laughs> well, you know, I've seen
1: guys from that 97 team and I've seen guys from that 2011 team, and and I don't see any reason for that to happen at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They also pointed posted a pic of uh, the new gold jerseys. Uh, a few weeks back, but then they they posted the pants, and you know I know some people are par- partial to the Vegas gold. There was a whole uh, there was a whole discussion back in the early 2000s about why they had to you know switch to a common gold. A lot of reasons behind that, but I I kind of dig these new gold pants and jerseys. I think it's the the sharpest looking gold jerseys that we've had thus far.
2: I just hope the players like it, uh, and and then I hope we win. Everything looks good when you're winning. Oh, exactly. You know, way back in the day when, like like with, you know, Texas wearing the white shoes on the baseball field, Tulane wearing the white shoes. It was only cool when they started, you know, rattling off, you know, World Series appearances. So, Guys, we're going to take a break. Come back to us. We have got
1: Southern Miss baseball guru Rick Maddox in the house. Come right back to us. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. As always, Southern Miss, To The Top. All right, we're here in studio with... Uh, I, I'm calling him the, the To The Top Talk baseball guru. He was my one of two baseball coaches that I had when I played morning league baseball way back in the day. Rick Maddox is here in studio with us now. Rick, The thing about Rick is... We've talked about this every time he's been on here, which is his second time on here, but he does not remember being my coach.
0: Well, now you're being kind of hard on yourself, Jamie. Uh, You you had a place on the team. I I, want to say you were more of the uh, morning league closer uh, (laughs) when we still had T-ball and coach pitch. so uh, (laughs) You just didn't get a lot of playing time. It wasn't your fault. Uh,
1: yeah it wasn't my fault it wasn't my fault but hey good to have you back in studio my pleasure i enjoy it he's involved in uh you know anything to do with southern miss baseball uh rick is certainly involved in that let's get it started just break it down the slate this past week so on friday the first game of the three-game series with the university of alabama birmingham blazers usm won the game five to two colt smith Improved to 5-0 and in his second career start, giving up one earned run on four hits with four strikeouts and gave up no walks. Mason Irby, Taylor Braley, and Le- uh, Lebo, Marcus Boyd, all with two hits apiece. But the Golden Eagles missed a lot of opportunities, leaving 16 men on base.
0: Yeah, you know, Coach Barry hates to leave runners on base. We all do. And in the crowd, you can hear moaning and groaning, you know, we should have knocked everybody in and – uh, you know, if a f- frog had wings it could fly. But uh I think the most important thing is we're getting Ws. Um the bottom line is uh if we keep doing what we're doing. I I think everybody has fallen in love with Colt Smith, good old slow walking, slow talking Colt Smith. <laughs> um but but he's he's pitching is just being unbelievable and and um uh, you know this team is special. I, I hope our crowd realizes that this does not come around very often yeah. and um, there's a lot of people that, that uh, haven't seen the team play and and shame on them but we still have time for you to come out because it is special they're they're a very uh, competitive group of young men I don't
1: I, I don't recall but Colt Smith went he went a while without giving up a run I don't remember how many innings it was I think I saw it on Twitter
0: I think he's at 400 innings right now without a run Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't seem like that, does it? <laughs> no. No, that's what I get. That's what I get. <laughs>
1: um, then on Saturday, game two, Southern Miss defeated the Blazers nine to four. The Golden Eagles crank out 15 hits, led by Dylan Bordeaux and Matt Wallner, with three hits apiece. In this game as well, the Golden Eagles also left 13 on base, so it could have been worse. Kurt McCarty improved to eight and two on the year giving up two runs, one of those earned on five hits with seven strikeouts. Golden Eagles keeping the party going on Saturday, Rick.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, Kurt is Kurt, and uh, he is just a competitor. Uh, we love to put the ball in his hand every game and just watch him do his leadership. We Again, we left some guys on base Um and uh, we're, we're working on that. That's something that, you know, guys just got to put the ball in play and, and uh, do what they're, they've been coached. I can't say enough about Dylan and Matt. You know, uh, Dylan Bordeaux, in my opinion, uh, it, it should win the conference player of the year. Um, I, I don't know anybody that could have done anything more than what Dylan's done. Um For our fans, uh, just to give you some insight about Dylan and his family, they're just some of the greatest people we've ever had at USM. Dylan is certainly one of the leaders uh, of that team. Uh, I I hope some of the people have seen out in the right field roost uh, the fathead this year is Dylan Bordeaux. Um so when when you're sitting in the stand and you see this his face bobbing around that that's usually uh Big John Smith or Will Taylor uh they're the ones that uh handle the Dylan Bordeaux sign. Uh Matt Walner with three hits um I was so happy his mom was in town from Minnesota and <laughs> um you know what a delight for her to to come all this way and and watch Matt uh do his thing. He he's just been off the charts and a, a true pleasure for us all to watch. And
1: one thing I don't know if people realize about Dylan Bordeaux is he was very close to going to TCU on a football scholarship.
0: Yeah, Dylan talks about it. And, um, you know, I I would would hate to play football against him. He was a linebacker, and uh, I, I feel that uh, he he could probably do a little damage on that. But I think he's moved that uh, tough mentality to the field. You know, he went, he's going to play every day. He's going to lead by example. Um, and it sure is fun to, to watch him as non-prototypical. That's a big word for me to say, but <laughs> uh, leadoff guy. Uh, I think Coach Barry uh, saw what Coach Palmer did with people like Bo Davis. And uh, when you have a guy up there that one swing can put a home run up, that's uh, pretty comfortable. And then you look at dylan's stolen base I, I i think uh a lot of people don't realize that uh, Dylan has stolen sixteen out of eighteen bases you know wow. that's uh that's probably more than you had in your morning league career
1: that's definitely more than i had that's that's more times than I got on base <laughs> <laughs> and I think you pitched to me i don't know uh, well, um
0: we we had pinch runners back then sorry yeah we
1: had pinch runners back then. Then on Sunday, the final regular season home game of 2017. Regular season now. Hopefully, it's not the last home game. Southern Miss takes on UAB. And if the Golden Eagles win, they clinch the Conference USA regular season title. They do just that, winning eight to nothing. Taylor Braley comes out seven shutout innings, giving up only four hits, one walk with seven strikeouts. As far as the bats go, Tracy Hadley leads the way, three hits three RBIs and one run. A great feeling for, I believe this is the second time that the golden Eagles have clinched the regular season title outright.
0: Yeah. um, You know, I know the last time they did it was 2003 and and I happen to know one of the players pretty well that was (laughs) on that team. And, um, you know, I know how special it was to them and everybody and to see, Southern Miss be able to do that with Taylor Braley at Bulldog on the Mound. Um, you know, he was just great. And, uh, and another thing that gets overlooked, in my opinion, is to be able to have someone like Tracy Hadley come off the bench, you know, because basically he's playing once a week, and then he got three hits, three RBIs in a run, and made some great plays at third. You know, you just don't see that in Division One baseball because – uh, I'm sure Tracy knows that he could play at a lot of places, and he uh, decided to play at Southern Miss, and he's accepted the role that he has. I, I want to point out one more thing on the weekend pitching. Um, I had an opportunity to uh, congratulate Coach Fed, but our, our pitching staff, Jamie, through the whole weekend, we walked one batter. Oh, wow. And I know you walk more than one in, in morning. Yeah, right, so, right, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, one batter for three games in Division One baseball at this level, that's phenomenal. And, and I, I uh, wanted to th- comment to Coach Fed, what a great job that he did and the players did. The pitchers actually do the work, not Coach Fed, but um, and that is a, a great achievement to have one walk in three games.
1: That's outstanding. Then on Monday, the polls were released and the Golden Eagles moved up in a few of them. Uh, in this week's To the Top Talk credibility poll, we're going to start with D1 Baseball. They had the Golden Eagles ranked 15th. USA Today, uh, the coaches poll, and the NCBWA, the Baseball Writers Association, and Collegiate Baseball had uh, the Golden Eagles ranked 17th. Baseball America, 18th. And in last place this week, Perfect Game had the Golden Eagles ranked 20th. So move on to Tuesday night. The Golden Eagles head back to Biloxi to take on the very RPI-worthy Southeastern Louisiana Lions, and they explode with six runs in the seventh inning to seal the deal and come away with an 11-3 win at MGM Park in Biloxi. Lebo, Dylan Bordeaux, and Matt Warner with two hits apiece. Daniel Keating and Taylor Braley both going yard. J.C. Keyes making a comeback, gets the start and the win, giving up five hits. Only one walk, one earned run, two strikeouts in five innings. Great game last night in Biloxi for the Golden Eagles.
0: Yeah, Jamie, it was. I I wanted to make a quick comment on the polls. Just you know, it sometimes we feel at Southern Miss we don't get the love that we deserve, Um, but you know when you keep winning. And you take care of your business, you know, they don't have any other choice but keep lowering and lowering. And so we're, we are coming up in the polls and we have an opportunity for three more games. And, and, um, it could get pretty exciting if we win these next three games. Uh, so, but I wanted to talk on that Tuesday game again. You know, we had a lot to play for, um, to see JC Keys come out and, and he really stepped up, um, you know we talked about JC he was one of my uh uh guys that i mentioned to everybody that the potential that he has um you know he he showed that he had some confidence uh, he doesn't have to try to strike everybody out he, he even mentioned after the uh the game that he was pitching to contact and that's so important uh at this level you know you're not you don't throw at 98 you're not going to strike them all out you got eight other guys on your team um So, you know, I I think he's learning, and and that was a great uh, performance by J.C. Uh, Seeing what Daniel Keating did with that that laser that he hit, I I, I think that was just um, one of the hardest hit balls that I've seen, and Daniel's hit quite a few of them, to be honest. And then with Taylor going yard opposite field, um, I I just uh, can't say enough about somebody – like Taylor Braley, that, that just pitched a gym on Sunday, and you know he's sore, you know he's tired. Uh, then to come right back with one day's rest and, and hit a bomb that's uh very um hard to do. Leading with Dylan and Matt Lamarcus, um, you know, this lineup, um, uh, Jamie, I was looking today, and and I don't know if if all of our listeners um are as crazy about Southern Miss Baseball as you and I are, but. You know, Southern Miss leads the conference USA in hitting. You know, we're as a team, we're batting 313. Um, that, that's pretty impressive in itself. When you lead the conference in hitting, but we also lead the conference in pitching. So, um, you know, I'll take pitching and hitting and, and we can kick a ball around every once in a while. And, and I think that again adds to why this team is just so special.
1: Oh, absolutely. yeah, Conference USA has is, is, is always been a very stout baseball conference. and this year it's just as stout even with Rice having a little bit of a down year. So it, it's really an honor for the Golden Eagles to uh, well really an accomplishment for them to be able to lead in both hitting and pitching in the same conference.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think that um, you know right now with this this team, as we said, they're special. Um, they don't they play one game at a time, one inning at a time. They don't get too far ahead of their skis. Um, Coach Barry does a wonderful job of keeping them not too high, not too low. Um, you know, they all have a job. They all have a role. Uh, and this team, they've all accepted the role. You know, sometimes uh, years past, you have some guys that uh, don't always do that. Um, you know, it's it's like when we – Brought you out on morning league when the close, <laughs> you know. Sometimes you wanted to be the the star, but it just wasn't meant to be. No. So you've got this group that they know the role, they like each other, they play hard for each other, they encourage each other. And I tell you what, if I'm a, a team in Division One, I, I sure wouldn't be too excited about playing Southern Miss right now. Golden
1: Eagles sit. At forty-one and twelve on the season, twenty-two and five in conference USA. As of right now, the RPI is sitting at number fourteen. Great stuff, Golden Eagles on an eleven-game winning streak. This weekend, actually tomorrow, we're starting a day early because the conference tournaments next week. Thursday, May the eighteenth, we're at UTSA at six p.m. Turnaround on Friday again at six p.m. Uh, at six p.m. six a.m. And then on Saturday, May the twentieth. 1130 in the morning. So Golden Eagles heading to Texas, San Antonio. And right now, those 41 wins, that ties a school record for wins in the regular season.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's always been one of the goals that you try to have at the start of the year. You get 40 wins. You know, you you feel like you're a lot, uh, you know, getting in the tournament. Um but now I, I know these guys, that uh, they're not satisfied with 41 or 42 or 43 or whatever. You know, there's a lot more wins in our belt. And, um, you know, I know San Antonio uh, is, is a long way. I looked it up on MapQuest.
1: We're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. More with Rick Maddox right here on To The Top Talk. Welcome back. To, to the Top Talk with Jamie Arrington here in studio with Rick Maddox. We're talking a little Southern Miss Baseball. Rick, big yeah. week, big week next week. Golden Eagles heading down to the Conference USA Baseball Championship Tournament in Biloxi, Mississippi. That's going to be Wednesday, May the 24th through Sunday, May the 28th.
0: Yeah, that, that should be a lot of fun. I, I hope all the USM fans. Uh... Can make that short drive. Um, it's a great ballpark. Um, you know, we we are number one seed, and Coach Barry has selected to play at the uh, four o'clock game. And a lot of people are asking, "Well, how come we're not the late game?" And this and that. And we've asked about that in the past. And the the thought process is, if you play the late game in these tournaments, sometimes you may not even start till nine or ten o'clock.
1: Right, and, right. Uh,
0: so you get through, and it's uh, 12 or, or 1 or whenever. So um, I noticed last time, uh, last year, uh, Coach Berry decided to play that third game, and it just seems to work out better. You, you get to play, uh, even if the first two run a little longer, that means so you you, you start at 5 or 6 or whatever. And and then um, the other thing is, is you get to uh, go to bed, the players get to rest, before the second game. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, it gives people a chance to um, maybe sneak away a little bit early from work, get down there, uh, be prepared for the four o'clock game. And, and it, it sure would be great to have a, a whole stadium full of black and gold.
1: You know, one of the things that that we've always struggled with at Southern Miss, it's 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 one of our biggest faults, is we we have trouble surviving success. <laughs> and the mentality of this team right now, it seems like they're a little more mature, a little more focused. Uh, they seem to to be on point with what the, what the mission is this year. Do you kind of get that impression from this
0: team? I, I do. I, I think it leads uh, with with Dylan Bordeaux being the leader and the captain on the team, and you got Taylor Braley and Kurt and. You know, just a number of guys that uh, have been there and done that. Uh, you, you know, when you look at, at Kurt and J.C. Uh, and Taylor, I mean, they, they're used to winning championships. Um, they're not going to be – they don't settle for less. Um, you know, maybe some of the other guys are happy to be there and maybe they've won or or maybe they haven't. But, um, you know, I just see it in their face. You can talk to them. Um, they don't look past this first game and, and – I think that's really why this team has had this success and probably will will continue that.
1: you know one of the things that's that's you know kind of bannered about for the past few weeks for Southern miss is hosting potential and it kind of seems like right now you know a few weeks back we weren't sure how these games were going to play out nobody really predicted a, an 11 game winning streak but it seems like the Golden Eagles are certainly in the mix. what do you think about our hosting potential for 2017?
0: Well, I, I, I think it's very good. I, I like where we are. Um, you know, we're just taking care of business. Um, the committee, in their infinite wisdom or not, uh, um, <laughs> has never been really uh, in our court. I think uh, there's been uh, other times where we should have been in the tournament and we didn't get there. We've had our, our heart pulled out. Um, so now this year, I, I think the guys and the coaches have, have been able to Point out well if you win and you take care of business, um, it'll all take care of itself. I I know the excitement that we had in two thousand and three when when we were able to host. Um, you know there was a lot of guys talking about it Saturday and and you know uh, as good as it was winning and beating Rice last year at the conference tournament. You know when you have that host and that atmosphere and it's it just something special about it. So. Um, you know, I, I, I think we're ready. I think the mindset is, you know, if we win, uh, we're going to get to host. And and so all you get, you just have to look at that and, and don't worry about this poll. And, um, you know, I, I think I remember something about polls and Hillary Clinton didn't work out too good either. So, <laughs> you know, let, let's not worry about the polls. Let's just win.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. If they keep on the track they're on, I think we have a really good shot. Uh, as far as that goes, and it would be amazing to get a get a regional back here in Hattiesburg. One of the things that, you know, when it comes to be tournament time, one of the things that uh, can either hurt you or, or help you is the pitching rotation. How do you feel about the pitching rotation going into the not only the conference tournament, but the NCAA tournament as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it the last time I was here, but our our pitching staff, when you think about it, I, I we had this conversation with Corky. And, we Talked about 03, you know, he basically had three starters and two bullpen guys, and, and that was pretty much it. Um, when you look at what we bring to the table, I, I mean, we've we, our rotation, um, it just blossomed, uh, for where we are right now. We've got Colt Smith stepping in, and before that, we had JC, we had Hayden. You know, we've got five or six guys that could start if they need to or, or if something happened. Um, it also gives you long relief. And when you play in these tournaments, um, you know, long relief comes in sometimes. If things aren't going well, sometimes you just have to throw guys in there. And and we've got the staff to do that. And then you, you always have your, your drivers. Um, you've got Sandlin that um, I feel like has been off a little bit and, and had a little uh, conversation, and, and I, I think they figured out um, maybe something that he was doing and you get into habit sometimes and you look at video and say, oh man, I didn't realize I was doing that. Um, so encouraged about that. Um, and then big Matt Walner, you, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's got that rifle arm that he, if you have to use him, he's available for you. So I would put our pitching staff, uh, up against anybody for a tournament.
1: You mentioned Matt Walner and Bordeaux as well as Taylor Braley, the the finalists for this year's C Spire Ferris Trophy, named after Boo Ferris, for the most outstanding college baseball player. And with me every year with all these C Spire awards, it's kind of like if we don't win, they're not very credible. But if we do, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and this year we've got three finalists out of five that are Golden Eagles. Of course, uh, senior first baseman Dylan Bordeaux, uh, third baseman pitcher Taylor Braley, and freshman outfielder pitcher Matt Walner. Also, the other finalists include uh, Brent Rooker from Mississippi State and Jack St- Jack Shannon from Delta State. Uh, I think Rooker's had a, a pretty solid year, just being completely honest. But it, it's certainly an honor to have all three Golden Eagles there in the mix as well.
0: Yeah, that's uh, pretty special. Again, when you have that kind of nucleus to build around your team, you know, where you uh, Dylan has just had that wonderful year. I I, I couldn't say anything. You know, now that Dylan is uh, leading the team in, in hitting at three fifty five. Wow. I can't count that high. That's uh, <laughs> that's way up there. Uh, and then you add to that 61 RBIs. You know, that's uh, by far uh, the most on our team. And, and as I said earlier, then you add that, he's got 16 stolen bases. Um, you know, what else could he do? Um, he, he, he's played a wonderful first base. I know a lot of people – uh, thought I was crazy last time when I was telling you Dylan, a right fielder is going to play first base. Um, and he's done a wonderful job. He's only made three errors the whole year. Outstanding. And, and no telling how many balls he has <laughs> scooped up from first base and saved us uh, a lot. So, you know, you take that and then you throw in a, a two way guy like Taylor Braley. Um, Taylor's batting 337. He's got 12 home runs. He's got 50 RBI.
1: We're going to talk a little bit more about that third nominee <laughs> after the break, Matt Walner. Guys, come back to us. We're talking Southern Miss right here on To The Top Talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. I'm your host, Jamie Arrington, with your weekly break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media. Joining me in the studio, Rick Maddox, our Southern Miss baseball guru. It was announced this week that Southern Miss freshman outfielder slash pitcher Matt Walner has accepted an invitation to attend USA Baseball's collegiate national team training camp this summer. This is the second time that a Golden Eagle has had such an honor. Tony Phillips back on the 91 team. How special is is this Matt Warner kid, Rick?
0: oh he, you know jamie when when he came in in the fall um we, we had all heard about him and and was anxious to see him in in real life, as they say yeah. um but but he has just uh exceeded everybody's expectations you know he he got into baseball, you know their season up there is so short. Um, you know, they're playing right now and, and Matt's got a younger brother that's uh a, a, a pitcher and a senior in high school and and so um, th- you know, they're pitching and, and they have about a month and so uh they're season short, so when Matt came down, you know, his first time he's had long season, he's been able to work out. He's gained muscle. Um and uh, you know he he throws the ball harder than 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 we've seen in a long long time, so you know he the, the sky's the limit and and he's a wonderful kid very humble quiet um, his parents come down uh, at least one of the parents is here every home game and and they travel on the road too so they oh, wow. get to see him and um, so it's just a great opportunity for Matt I know he appreciates it he's going to take it seriously. And um, I would, would think that he would be hard, they would be hard-pressed to not um, have him on that team.
1: Now, one pit, tidbit of information from the last show we didn't get around to discussing was the, the famed rally bike. It's been on the news. Everybody knows about it. But for the listeners that may not know much about the rally bike, can you give us the lowdown?
0: Yeah, you know you know the rally bike uh, is uh, something that was birthed if, if I may say that uh, by Big John Smith and and will Taylor two of our big great fans at Southern miss um, a, a gentleman was getting ready to throw the bike and I will say this it's a pink bike it's a girls' bike it it um, has uh, beautiful uh, uh, flowers on it and bells on it and and once a uh, big John Smith got on it, the tires went flat, so it, it kind of made it more of a challenge to ride. But we uh everybody in the right field roos under their leadership um adopted the the rally bike and as they would ride it around down the the slope on the right field roos, um we would come back and win. So uh that led to the bike and us winning the uh conference championship and and then you saw John and Will riding the bike and going out onto the field. Coach Barry fell in love with it. And the next thing you know, the rally bike is on its way to Florida State. Um, To our surprise, uh, Coach Barry got his picture made with it, and, and the rally bike <laughs> was on the bus, and uh, the next thing we know, it's in the dugout at Florida State, so uh, the rally bike had just been very special, and, uh, you know, who knows, we uh, we host this regional, and, and we may see the rally bike back.
1: And I guess it was last week, I was on vacation last week, but you kind of have a, a little bit of a, uh, of a, I don't know if it's more of a joke or more of a superstition. But uh, gosh, after the big hit last week, I can't remember who it was. I saw, I watched it on Twitter. But uh, they they flip over the camera to Scott Barry, and he goes, "Hot dog! How about that?" And so there's been just like a hot dog craze, <laughs> like lately.
0: Yeah, you, you know, Scott just got so excited. He said, "Hot dog! How about that?" You know. So uh, uh, I guess there's a lot of other things that he could have said, but that, that was. Uh, <laughs> It was an exciting moment, and he's such a quality guy. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the hot dog shirts don't make it. I don't know if anybody was at the, the games this weekend. Um, we actually had a human hot dog uh, in uniform running around the stands um, looking crazy, but he seemed to be enjoying himself. So uh, I think the hot dog man is here to stay.
1: What are your thoughts on the next one next week? you got the conference tournament. Looks like the Golden Eagles, of course, are going to be the one seed. Going to be not sure who the eight seed is going to be yet. Uh, what are your thoughts on the on the conference tournament as a whole? Not just the Golden Eagles, but but the rest of the conference. You have some teams coming on strong late. Rice is always going to be Rice. Louisiana Tech has really finished the, the season strong. What do you think about the conference tournament next week?
0: The conference tournament is always uh, one of the highlights of the year, everybody. You, you get to see these guys play uh, up close and um, – you know they're they're all kids. You know they're just like the guys at Southern Miss. They, their parents are there. Their grandmas are there. Their girlfriends are there. Um, the scouts are there. You you have an opportunity that if you win the tournament, you get to go to a tournament. Um, so they're they're playing hard. Uh, it's a short season if you will because you only need to win five games and the next thing you know you're in the ncaa tournament so there's there's a lot at stake and and it's just a an exciting time the quality of baseball is is very uh, high quality because of the fact of our conference um, and the emotions behind it so i encourage people to come out and watch the tournament. I, I think you'll you'll be delighted at the, the quality of the the young men. And then you're going to be seeing future Major League Baseball players.
1: Well, Rick, I want to thank you for coming on the show, as always, our, our, our baseball guru, and we'll definitely see you in Biloxi next week. Absolutely. Thank you. I enjoyed it. All right, guys, we got one more segment left right here on To The Top Talk. Be sure you come right back to us right here. On WMXI News Radio 98.1 in Hattiesburg. Welcome back to, to the top talk with Jamie Arrington. Back in studio here with Jason Bailey. Let's shut it down. Special thanks to my guest this week, Rick Maddox. You can follow him on Twitter, at Maddox, that's M-A-D-D-O-X, Rick, R-I-C-K. You can follow us on Twitter, at To The Top Talk. You can follow me, at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow Jason, at Bumper J Bailey. Facebook as well, To The Top Talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy, Hub City Comedy, The Score 1400, and WMXI. Jason, Uh, You you brought it up last week. We picked up a new country this week. To the top, talk, talk, to the top, talk. Now been listened to. 19 countries, 39 states. Got to give a shout out to our listeners this week in Germany. Wow. Yeah. I like your beer. Oh, yeah. I like the beer. Like, uh, yeah. Uh (laughs) Oktoberfest. <laughs> That's the extent of our knowledge. Yeah, right have a good one. But we appreciate it. We're not getting into the other stuff. That's not really meant for... The, we're trying to keep a positive show here. We're not getting into <laughs> some of the past. But you guys, we love you. Thanks for listening out there in Germany. Like I said at the start of the show, upcoming comedy shows this Saturday, May the 20th. I'm performing on the Heart of the City Audition Showcase. That's Kevin Hart's show on Comedy Central. They're having Trouts here in Mississippi. Uh, really cool that they're doing that. Really awesome to... to show some of the Mississippi comics. Kevin Hart show, it's all about comics that have never been on television, and I obviously have not been on television, so I'm just hoping to have a good time with with a lot of my friends up there. Tickets are $10, and I've uh, got the ticket link posted at jamiearrington.net. Then on uh, Saturday, June the 17th, City Comedy's seven-year anniversary show at Keys. We'll talk more about the, that in the next few weeks. Also, our big Last for Life show is going to be Tuesday, August 1st, with, from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, Bill Ingvall. All the proceeds from this show will be going to the International Myeloma Foundation and Cure Childhood Cancer. Tickets are going to go on sale Friday morning, May the 19th, and they will be available at laughsforlife.com. Jason, thanks again, man, for covering for me last week. You did a great job. You guys, if you didn't catch that episode, Jason had uh, former Southern Miss football player Carr Shannon in studio. And uh the man is just uh he's just like an encyclopedia of knowledge.
2: He is. Yeah. He's um Tell you what, if you're like me and you're worried about being underprepared, he's a perfect guy to have on. He's perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't think I
1: touched like half the notes I had when I was when he was on the show, but it was yeah. an, it was one of the best episodes we've had. Yeah, it's six
2: full pages, and we got to like a page and a half.
1: I also had a lot of a lot of the to the top talk listeners tweet at me talking about how you should pr- you should probably take over the show. Yeah, that's not going to happen.
2: Well, I don't know, man. I couldn't even do the live reads. You're you're a natural at it. Ah, I'm trying, man. I'm trying.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be out in June for one of these, so you may have to do it again. We'll yeah, see. We'll I mean, see about that. So big weekend for the Golden Eagles. Hopefully, they can uh, you know keep the party going, so to speak. I'm 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 really. I mean, gosh, I'm checking. I'm checking uh, Warren Nolan daily just mm-hmm. to kind of see where we're at and where we're in the mix. And you know, it's just like a percentage point separates us and a couple of them. And so it'll just it'll just kind of go back and forth, but. You Know ultimately winning takes care of all of that, but it's just exciting to see us this far into the mix.
2: If not this year, win. If, if, if we don't get it with this resume that we've built so far, and assuming we get a, two or three, maybe four more wins, uh, if, if not then, win. See, so, you know, attendance is always top 15 in the country, a perennial top 25, 30 team. Um, we got the facilities nice as ever as anybody. Um, so if not this year, it's you know. Just take us off the list. I saw some of the projections this week that
1: had us on the road as a two seed, and I swear, if if we don't just fall apart, I'm driving to Indianapolis, and I'm burning it down. (laughs) I'm burning it (laughs) to the ground. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Come back and uh, check us out. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Check out the archives. We'll have this episode up later tonight. Thanks again. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. talk